Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Lorraine Nightheart. You have reached Venus Unplugged. And what we're going to be exploring today is the planet Saturn. Everybody talks about Saturn and the Saturn return and the second Saturn return. But what does this all mean? Well, Saturn rules cycles. Or, I mean, all planets have cycles. But it's the cycle of seven or seven and a half. So anytime reach seven, like age seven or seven and a half, our chart is being affected by Saturn. Uh, some people will see you know, seven years of, of famine and seven years of feast. So seven is a very powerful symbolic number. But what I'm more interested in, I think is interesting for all of us, is the greatness of Saturn. Saturn can be a therapeutic myth. And uh, there is a book, it's called, Guess What? The Greatness of Saturn. And it's by Robert E., not even going to try to pronounce this last name, S-V-O-B-O-D-A. And it's about the myth of Saturn. This is Indian astrology. And there's a, if for the people who are involved in astrology, there's, there's a different, they use different degrees, and they <clears throat> work their interpretation skills basically through the moon. But we don't have to be concerned about that because we're just going to talk about what Saturn is up to. I catch it. Come on. Shishi. Okay. Uh, and Saturn, number one, rules, is, is the lord of time. And as I was dialing in, I thought, well, I wonder if that's why we get insulted when someone is late. That at the depth of us, it's like, oh, man, they're offending Saturn, or they're breaking the laws of Saturn, or they're challenging Saturn, or they're bringing Saturn into the situation. So we can get very Saturnian and uh, stern, and these are the rules, and we said we were going to meet, and all, that, all those rules but at the depth of it, it's not just an issue of etiquette and respect of time. I think secretly, it's like, oh, man, this is the last god you want to piss off. You know, this is not what you want to do. Now, Saturn is not evil. Saturn, well, when we want to just be children and run around and do anything we want to do, of course, we don't like that. We have free will. We have the right to be happy. Well, Saturn doesn't really care about that. And since it's one of the major aspects in all of our lives, a deep and abiding respect will behoove us all. So this is, and Saturn, as I said, rules uh, the laws of karma. So I'm going to go over this a little bit so we can start refining our relationship uh, because Karma is 
definitely not a sound bite. You can't use it that way. It's a deep and abiding law that has to do with cause and effect. So basically, you know, any action which you identify yourself as the doer is a karma. Right? The doe and the doer. All right. So action, not the what, action, uh, which you identify yourself as the doer is a karma. And just as surely as a seed gives fruit after maturing into a plant, each karma action, as soon as it ripens, produces a karmic reaction. Now, there's positive karma, too. A kindness will return exactly when you need it, if you can recognize it as a karma, as a, a, a karma kindness. Hey, hey, I like that, karma kindness. Um, as these uh, karmic seeds mature, they project into the subtle and astral bodies. All right, so there's seven bodies around our physical body, and each one of these bodies or energy fields serves, uh, you know, our existence. And we um, either can damage that or we can work with it. So it's the subtle body or the astral body, kind of the emotional body. And the astral body is the home of the self-image. That's where we get the energy for who we think we are. And uh, so where they affect your mind by strengthening one or another of the qualities of the planets uh, whose images you carry. Your mind then directs the body to perform or avoid certain actions which produce the beneficial or detrimental results demanded by the stored karma. So you've got a storehouse of karma in your astral body. Your destiny is the sum of your past actions and the nine planets see to it that you reap without fail what you have sown for they are the executive officers of the law of karma. It's a law. It's not hearsay. It's a law, which is the law of attraction and reaction. Each planet acts on you accordingly to his own unique job description. So Venus and you know Mars, these are all kind of karmic uh, holding. They don't create the karma. You do. They hold it, uh, transform it, and at the appropriate moment, which is what astrology is so fantastic for, is, you know, uh, you know timing. When is the shit going to hit the storm, you know? Okay, got it. So that's what it's so important about. So each planet acts on you according to its own unique job description and the sum of the... Uh, planetary uh, movements, right, aimed at your awareness can sometimes cause highly original and sometimes funky, you know, or misunderstandings. Um, it, it alters our perception. So let's say you can have an argument with somebody and the other person's like, what are you talking about? Because they're not in a mutual perception, 
Now, karma is, I mean, uh, Saturn is reality. That's, that's why we have such a hard time with it. It, it can be very uh, disconcerting to how we want to perceive life. <clears throat> and Saturn says, no, my darlings, this is the way it needs to be. Or that it will point to us the task we need to perform or to understand what this is all about. And when you think about it, it's really quite extraordinary, the bookkeeping. But it's not punishment. We've got to get away from that punishment. It's, and it's not like you're bad, so you're going to get it, you know, some evil is going to befall on you because you made a mistake. No, that's very infantile thinking. These, these are laws, and, these are prof- and they need to be respected. So this is another thing. It's, it's like, how do we approach these different deities or archetypes? Now, Venus can't become Mars or Saturn. It just can't. It's an archetype. It's, it is what it is, and its structure is, is, is that. So, you know, there's no switching and, you know, trying to figure out or trick it. Not going to work. So the more we understand the nature of these planetary figures, which, you know, are, the movement creates the timing. The movement of the heavens creates the timing. And within the astral body uh, is the treasure chest of comic possibilities, comic seeds. So when we start looking at that, it becomes, well, on the visual level, it's Maybe that's why I love pomegranates. All those seeds, all those karmic seeds that will save life or or help others, okay? So when we change our perception of the images of the nine planets within us, uh, and it it induces us uh, those particular thoughts which inspire particular actions, which our karma requires of us. Actions otherwise we might not perform. So it can inspire us. We can say, you know, I've really been violating the laws of uh, diet. And today's the day. I'm going to knock, knock it off. I am going to understand I'm allergic to strawberries. i got to stop it with the you know, strawberry daiquiris or whatever somebody's doing. That's karma's advice. That's Saturn's advice. You're headed for a disaster, so it would behoove you to knock it off. Or it would behoove you, sometimes it, it's, it, it can be quite different. It can be like, I, um, I really thought that was like a great idea or I thought that was a terrible idea. Or suddenly we understand what somebody else is saying. It's like, wow. My mother said that like 60 years ago and she's dead, but I can still hear that voice. That's what she was talking about. I'll give you a personal example. My mother was Capricorn. I mean, (laughs) Saturn personified. She wore the crown of Saturn. That's for sure. And one of her greatest laws and rules and great teachings, as a matter of fact. I didn't appreciate it when I was little because I just thought, man, I'm a little restricted. But she was right. 
she would always say, if you, want, if you want to get along in this world, which she knew her job was to raise her children so that they would survive this planet. And hopefully not just survive, but thrive. And she would say, well, if you want to get along, you need to understand something. There's always somebody before you and always somebody after you. That's pretty powerful. She was my first Saturn guru. Now, that did not match my Venusian-possessed nature. But somewhere on some level, because she's staring in the face, she's going to do it. So a simple example, you know, whoever drank the last uh, drop of milk, guess what? Saturn was coming in, and you were going to get your ass to the store and go get another, because you weren't going to leave that empty which is, of course, is the trick. You know, I'm the youngest of seven. There's a lot of trickery in that. Uh, you know, you'd go up and drink it. The, the, the container would be there, but then there'd be nothing in it. So you knew somebody pulled a fast one. And even if you cried and yelled and everything, it was like, you know what? You picked it up. You go get it. Kind of like that. It feels punishing. But it is not punishing because it's the law of movement. It's the law of time. It keeps things uh, moving. It, it keeps cycles alive. It keeps us understanding. So it's a very simple example, but something I never forgot. So when, when you're doing something, it's not paranoid. It's going to say this, this action, okay, I want to do this, uh, or I feel this is appropriate. You know, it it gives you a greater sense of, so how does this affect? And I think the world at large is certainly becoming more aware, let's say, with, with ecology, and they're, they're realizing. Or, or we're getting, talk about bad seeds, we're getting comic surplus with the GMOs. Look at the karma on that one. Literally, the seed. So it's the seeds of our thoughts, the seeds of our intention. We don't feel it at the time, but it will go. It's like a creative uh, atom that will go into the astral body, which is the emotional body. Everyone's got one. If you don't, then there's a lot of sickness going on. It means there's some wounding to that. And when the planets move into heaven, it's like, okay, I got this one. I'll help them with that. And... The way it works, you know, it being in awe of like, how the heck did that one come up? And that's also how we can understand our folly, by the nature of the tasks we are assigned. Of course, a perfect Saturn example is in the story of Eros and Psyche. Um, she, you know, her first task, she's given a pile of mixed seeds and Aphrodite tells her, sort them. That's a classic Saturnian teaching. In my life, I call it stuffing lentils. Okay, I get a pile of these itsy-bitsy little things, and my job is to stuff them, but it, you know, like, you, like you would a zucchini or something, only they're lentils. Now, I've learned to say, fine. Because I know while I'm stuffing lentils and the little detail work or, or editing closets or, you know, doing, you know, whatever one has to do, which is a difficult and tedious task, I am honoring 
Saturn. And Saturn and its awesomeness will be working on resolving someplace that I'm stuck or someplace that uh, it, it seems like you, you're never going to get out of this problem. You know, it's like, where do all lost problems go? Saturn takes them up. It, suddenly it's resolved. It's like, it's like lost luggage. Where does it go? So it's not like some BDI deity blowing wind on you or shit like that. It's so much greater. Yesterday, as, as I was musing, as I do in the morning, because I start the morning with Neptune, because it's going to, Neptune is the planet of the juge, and it is, uh, it's a great place of dreaming, and it is the dream time. Uh, so I give it its due, otherwise, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, when you really need your thinking function or your feeling function, suddenly you're like, I don't know what happened. What happened to time? Neptune stole it. You didn't want to honor it. It takes it away. Or you, or you just realize that, was I just beamed up? What happened to the last hour? Where was I? What took place? Or I was beside myself. How'd that happen? So in, in honoring the nature of each planet, we give it its due. Its due respect. Simply doesn't have to be a big brouhaha. I happen to like uh, devotion and ritual, so, you know, I like to really cook it up. So Saturn has been recognized as the most important of nine planets. Now, we are talking about in the astrology, so there's a 23-degree difference. So let's say you're 24 degrees Cancerian moon with the uh, Indian astrology, you will actually have a Gemini moon at one degree. No, it works like that. But that's, a, that's astrology. Okay, so Saturn is the most important of the nine planets. Uh, and, uh, and, the, and each one of these planets have, have a myth. So the Chaldeans uh, use Saturn for divination more than any other planet. The Babylonians and the Assyrian astrologers, from whom Saturn was Nib, the god of the south, uh, it was and the star master, anointing him the sun, the most prominent of the planet. But it's the sun of the night. It's a beautiful image, right? And since Saturn is by no means the day's brightest planet, his solar prominence lies in his symbolic significance. Western alchemists called him the black sun. The Greeks knew him as Cronus. He who gives measure, the originator of time. Where did you think time came from? Cronus is time. Cronus is also the crow god, the crow being much used in divination and being the symbol of long life in both Italy and Greece. And some even believe that the holy stone of the Kaaba in Mecca originally represented the god Hubal, Saturn. So Saturn's been around forever. And yesterday as I was musing, I thought, Wait a second. 
but what is this? Why do we believe heaven is above and hell is below? How could that possibly be? If we're whirling around, whirling and twirling through the cosmos, this infinite time-space factor, and everything is pulsating and moving and creative force fields and destinies and all of this stuff, how could there possibly be a heaven above and a hell below? It's all around us, and sometimes it's one and the same. You know, so just you know, just that concept when you when you start to think how humanity has been taught to split everything. Very common question for people to say, "Well, is that good or is that bad?" It's like, well, it depends on how you want to work with it. If you violate the laws of common, it's not kosher. You're going to be in trouble, right? So, what Saturn symbolizes. It is, you know, it can be isolation from the daily life and the rest of the world. Where we just got it, we got, we just got to just chill. Or it can be that place of that chair we sit on when we're thinking or we're feeling a little depressed. Saturn is pushing us down and saying, "You got to really think about this. You got to give this time." When you say to somebody, I cannot give you the answer now. I need three days. You're using your Saturn productively. Unless it's procrastination, then you're not using that so well. So you see how it's not good or bad. It is. And it's like any law of the universe or any law on this planet. We, you know, it's like I have gravity, which is a law, draws everything back to the earth. All matter gets drawn back to earth matter through the avenue or vehicle of gravity. And then we separate. So that's, that's, that's the, uh, and we could see it as a deity. That's the deity whose job it is, is to separate body from soul. When we're moving on to the next dimension uh, of uh, experiences. So Saturn is the center and the rulership of fate. Y'all. Saturn's preeminence is the center and his rulership is fate. So that sounds serious because it is. Saturn, who rules both longevity and prosperity, can make a king into a pauper and vice versa. You know, when they say reversal of fortune, that's sad and just spun your fate the opposite way. Because there was a violation that needs to be honored and recognized. Or it's not good. No, you haven't earned your PhD. You haven't even earned getting into second grade. And although humanity... And those around you may just say, well, but you're so precious. You, have, you don't really know anything. You don't know what you're doing, but we're going to put you in second grade anyway. No. Saturn says it's a disservice. Because you'll assume that you know something that you don't know. And pretty much for the rest of your life, you can be a day late and a dollar short. Which is a perfect Saturn phrase. 
So we, we want to honor it, not be afraid of it, study its laws and how it happens in our life. So he can cause good fortune. It just just come through your life, right? And when angry, he destroys everything. Now, this is not a personal deity that's going to poke your eyes out. It's angry because it's any one of us would get insulted when we're disrespected. How dare you? You don't have to respect me in, in, in uh, the way that you want to respect Venus, but you must respect who I am. Because none of the gods go for hubris. That's inflation. That's when we identify and think we are a god. No. We need to understand their nature. And it's all fascinating stuff. It's kind of like the etiquette of the heavens within, right? So he controls everyone's destiny. And no one escapes Saturn's grasp. And no matter where you might be in the world, it'll find you. No planet except Saturn can give you both long life and also plenty of things consumed during this life. So it keeps us very busy. Saturn's pride of place. Because when he can change someone's fate, say you're heading down the wrong track, and we pray, please, let me have some discipline. Let me have some wisdom here. This isn't feeling right. Or sometimes just drops like a spider from heaven. It's like, what? what's that? And everything changes. So you need to know Saturn has laid out for you and arranged your life accordingly. And if you want to live happily and peacefully, it's like we honor what this Lord of Karma is about. So uh, how can Saturn change somebody's faith? Consider the words... Yeah, Saturn is, I'm just reading in, Saturn is the force of fate, the force that which you experience your karma whether you want to or not. In fact, he is the planet in change of experience, uh, excuse me, in charge of experience. And this is why we call Saturn the son of the sun, S-O-N of the S-U-N. The sun refers to the soul, the true experiencer. Now, this is mythal, um, you know, Indian myth, so Greek, we look at it in a different way. And how we relate to our surroundings is determined by every individual's innate nature. Some people have an angry or irritable nature. Now, this can be naturally calm and complacent. Remember last, last week when it was about rancor and all these different kinds of anger? And, and four different types, and it's more than that, four different types of how people respond to anger, how they resolve it. So this nature is inborn in each of us. It's present in our genes and chromosomes and determines the experience, how we experience the world. So the true way to honor is to conquer your own nature. Who am I? Not who I am in the world and what do I do. Doing is Mars, that's what we do. But who am I at the core of me? Am I a pessimist? Am I optimist? Somewhere in between? How do I approach problems or limitations? 
So Saturn can affect you deeply. But when you begin to conquer your own nature, Saturn will search out the weaknesses in your personality and will expose them in full view. And it's making so it makes an experience uh, of your limitations by making your ego self-identity with those limitations, and then steps in pride, like it's like the, the mask, the cover-up. Saturn is working behind the scenes, so you can have all the pride you want. It will win out. Saturn rules eternity. It can outweigh you. And it'll just say, okay, well. Double up that, you know, you just got some compound interest on, on that karma. So the next time it's going to be a little stronger. And that's it. So as long as you're unable to control your own nature, you're at Saturn's mercy. You know, I have a right to be angry. Well, that's true, but to act it out in, in the world, uh, I think you better find a creative way. Write, dance, do some poetry. Not being bitter and, and becoming a tyrant. That's a misuse. Rightful rage. So that's what Saturn does. And so that's what it does to affect us. But it's not so easy to control your nature. And it's not perfectly controlled you will always be subject to Saturn. So before you flip out, you just say, whoa, okay, this is a Saturnian teaching. Now, where have I, you know, maybe sometimes we think we're limitless. It's like, well, that's not a plan. That's just limitless. That's like, whoa, just out there. Saturn says, but there needs to be a a path. There needs to be a discipline. There needs to be a way to get that. You need to work to get that fabulous life. And that's not always guaranteed. So this is part of what we want to start looking at. How do we have this relationship with Saturn so that we can be in harmony with our fate? And as I said, while we're busy doing Saturn's homework... Saturn is busy um, transforming insurmountable issues. And that's kind of what, you know, Jung talks about. Whatever we don't know about ourselves returns to us as fate. That's a classic Saturnian teaching, and I see it all the time, which is why people come to me. So it's like, no, this is this is what's happening here. And until you understand that this is going to repeat itself again and again, because, you know, because in, in some way you're the master of it, you're activating it. Keep on pushing the wrong button, guess what? You're going to get the wrong thing. So if we step back and begin to question, so what am I really doing here? Saturn will come forth and help us. So this is very important to be exploring. And Saturn is also the planet of disciplineship. And a disciple is simply someone who is learning. So until next week, as well. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.